beautiful people across the globe. We just want to welcome you to another edition of D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K, The Kickback, with Sharika, Sabrina, and E.B. What's good? It's another edition of The Kickback. We are glad that you are tuned in. So, as always, I know y'all probably had a crazy week. If your life is anything like ours, we just want to know where you guys are at. How are you feeling? Sabrina, Sharika, what's the tip check? I'm feeling good today. It's another new day of life God has given me. So, you know, I'm at a good, a good 85 today. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Listen, I know I was trying to get them EB temperatures, you know, that summer Florida weather. Well, that's not Florida. That's about summer. That's a Florida fall weather, 85. Like, Florida summer, you in the, like, hundreds, killing yourself out here in the street. So, I would say. So, I'll go with our fall, summer, everyone else's summer, Florida's fall, 85. You know, I'm right there beside you on the beach with my non-alcoholic drink and the umbrella. I'm feeling very good, very warm, enjoying the sun. It's been a good week. I'm feeling it. All right. I'm at like a 68. Oh, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. that's cold for you. That is super cold, but it's more so on the end of just tired and dreary. Like it seems like a, a shadow, a thunderstorm just came through and it was like an overcast that I'm just not feeling. I get that. I've been enjoying the little thunderstorms of Florida. I wish I was home in my bed, though, not at work. When the thunderstorms begin, I'm like, I could be under the covers with a good uh, Hallmark movie on, enjoying my life. I have those moments in Florida where I, like, want to cuddle up with hot chocolate then I'm like girl it's 100 degrees no we're not doing that but I get the sentiment you know what I'm yeah, saying yeah. definitely get the sentiment yeah. so Sharika who's invited to the kickback today okay I'm so excited <laughs> about this invite let me tell you this is my friend in my head we're not friends in real life this person does not know me at all but I feel as though we are friends, and my rude husband calls him my boyfriend, which he is not. He is just a friend that I admire and really appreciate. It is none other than Kevin Fredericks, mm-hmm. a.k.a. you might know him as Kev on stage. Girl, let me tell you how my mom thought his name was Kevon Stage. I said, my whose name is Kevon Stage? Kevon with it spelled because it spelled with an O and an N. No, she never saw it. She didn't realize that it was Kevon Stage. One thing until oh. she saw it in print. She was like, "Oh, it's Kevon Stage." I was like, "Yes." She, was, I was like, "What did you think, Kevon?" His name was Kevon, and his last name was Stage. I was like, "Really." Gotta love moms. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's Kevon Stage. He is a writer, a producer, a I just call him a social media content group guru, genius. And I'm gonna give y'all a little rundown. Y'all probably seen a lot of his videos. He does like a video every day for the past 10 years. He's been on his grind. He also does a lot of podcasts. He does a podcast called Righteous and Ratchet. He does one with his wife called The Love Hour, which I also love. He has a current one going right now called Here's the Thing. He does one called Dear Kev. He does a spoiler alert where he breaks down movies. He does a game night with friends. He does a round table. He does an unpopular opinion. He does one with Big Irish J called 
ask oh up where they interview <laughs> and ask people questions. Back in the day when Scandal was popping, he used to do a little cartoon video called Cartoon Scandal. I didn't really watch, but you know, now I watched the episode the other day just to support my friend. He does, he's doing a little cartoon now um, about a church series that he created. Those are just a little bit of his social media things. Also, while he was working his nine to five, this is one of the things I appreciate about him. He was still pursuing his dreams. So he would work his nine to five and on the weekends he would tour doing comedy because he is a comedian. So he would do that. He put on his own tour. So that whole time when Monique was like, hey, Netflix, you ain't giving me that money. Kev said, I don't need your money. I'll put my own money where my mouth is and walk the talk that I'm talking. Listen, I can obviously talk about my friend Kev all day. Last two things I will talk about during this pandemic, he's put on two conferences online. One was his Stage for Creators conference, and the other one was his wife put this conference on, but he was there alongside her, supporting her, and they did a Love Hour conference for couples, or and they even had a singles track. He has his own productions company, and it's called the Kevin Stage Studios, and I am one of their fans. I'm part of the stage crew, and so let me just tell you, if you don't know, you better know now. Have on stage is that dude, and he got our invite for today. So anytime in real life or in my imagination, if Kev want to pull up <laughs> to the kickback, he always got a standing invitation. They would definitely be great friends of the podcast. Uh, Sharika introduced me to Kev on stage, and I listened to Here's the Thing, which used to be Righteous and Ratchet, faithfully. <laughs> and yeah, she got me hooked because the first episode was, is Doughboy the father? It would be like, no disrespect to Judith, if we made an episode about E.B. saying, is E.B. the father of this child that some girl is randomly pregnant with? It gets you in. It was so, so it was thank so you. good. I'm telling you, the suspense of finding out if Doughboy was the father was everything. And then the nervous energy of Kev trying to read the uh, paternity test was so funny righteous and ratchet there Listen. we go so that's my dude it's on youtube guys so just go check it out yep. i would say that you will be amazed by the content that kev on stage Kevin, <laughs> provides to the world and as sharika was trying to just lay out all the things that he does he's basically just a social media curator yeah like he provides great content for the people and i am here for it and he loves the Lord. I gotta add that in. He loves Jesus. That's really the main thing, right? Okay, he mm-hmm. loves Jesus and he has good, clean, fun content, and I love it. So, our next segment made you look. Y'all know what got us looking all crazy these days is this COVID quarantine situation, pandemic, all of the above, okay? Situation. situation mm-hmm. Okay. Because let's pass a situation. At oh, this yeah. Point. This pandemic has been wild. We are, I know I thought not more than a month or two. We're going to be sure. out of this in a month or two. For sure. What is we, six, seven, how many, 12 years? Definitely since know. March because we had a big event at work, a youth event. And I, up until like three days before, I was like, we're still having the event. Like, what are y'all talking about? We were making little baggies with tissues and hand sanitizer. And I was fully convinced that I would not have been home for the next, we were at home at least from my office for like four, was it four or five, six weeks? So yeah, so that's what I do want to talk about. How, how did you, how did your work handle the pandemic? 
Some people still home right now. Well, I will just start off with um, giving honor and glory to God. As <laughs> my old church is used to always start everything. Honor and glory to God because while my heart was hurting for so many people that I knew that lost their jobs or, mm-hmm. or got a pay cut, just the covering was over me here mm-hmm. in my work because that did not happen mm-hmm. um, for me. And I am in the arts field. So those of you who know the arts field, we be the first ones to get cut from everything. Okay. So my work did a really good job with that. And once they actually got it, like once the ball started rolling, I will give them, you know, a nod because they did not try to force everyone to stay in the office in an unsafe situation. We really got to be home and be safe for the most part. And to the point where like I was forced and told like, no, do not come in. You are not allowed to come in. We're cutting the air off the building. We don't want you in here. We don't want you risking uh, your health or the health of others. So in that way, my work handled it well. In other ways, I feel that it's human nature to just be in routines and not like change. So a lot of things we were able to do in person, my work wanted to recreate from home. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, I worked more <laughs> during, yeah, yeah. during the pandemic than I did before because we're trying to recreate these things that just honestly weren't going to work in that context. So I think my work is still in a learning curve seeing, okay, how do we fit the context of what we do in these new situations and not just try to not reinvent the wheel, but keep the same will. It's like, no, things have changed and we need to change too. So that's where I'm at. Evie, what about you? How did your job handle it? It was definitely somewhat similar, and one of the, if I'm just being honest, it was one of the frustrations was that it became more work at home than when it was being in, in the, the office. office. Yeah, and that was just wild to me, where it became Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting, Microsoft Teams meeting. Microsoft, who would love me to sponsor this podcast? <laughs> Microsoft Teams <laughs> meeting after Microsoft Teams meeting, and then it was just like, hey, we need you to add more to your plate during this time where I felt um, God was just saying, hey, you guys need to rest. Mm-hmm. Not just me at my workplace, but just people within this world. Like we yeah. saw some of the great things that came out of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to say that they were great, maybe they were just short, but like you think of the skies in places like California and parts of China or the waters in Italy. But my mm-hmm. job was just like, yeah, we just need that engine to keep running. Okay. Um, but as Sabrina said, that just blessed and thankful that I still have a job, okay. that yeah. my pay didn't get deducted in any way, and that I'm still alive and breathing. I will say also, sometimes people say that over-communication is bad communication, but a lot of times, at least for me, uh, my supervisor did a good job of keeping us in the loop of decisions mm-hmm. being made. So I felt like we was always ahead of the curve, so to speak, of what was going on within the physical building of the workplace. For me, um, my hours did get cut, not by much, praise God, and they weren't, for, and it wasn't for very long. And then I did have two weeks of furlough, like where I was completely doing nothing, but I was still getting paid. So listen, I can't, I really have no no complaints. And honestly, I kind of. Uh, second, what Evie was saying, like, I just felt like God was like, you know what? Everybody time out. Everybody need a time out. And uh, we tend to push against time out and rest and breaks because we just, there is so much to do when we work for a nonprofit. You know, you want to, there's people to serve, there's people in need, and we feel that desire and care for people. We want to keep pushing and going. And I think there is a place and a space and a time and a way to do all of that. But I also think there's times where you just need to sit down 
I did resist it. I didn't want to sit down. I was like, I can be working though. But you know what? I actually did really enjoy my little two weeks of furlough of completely doing nothing. And I just enjoyed my own company because my husband was still working. So I was just by myself. And this whole social distancing thing, I mean, I just, these people in the grocery store don't be social distancing. They be right up on you. But in like, your face. And I give them face. the dirtiest looks and <laughs> I hope they can feel it in their soul because the grocery stores have been really clear right so they mm-hmm. had these huge circles like stay back so when I'm paying and they creep up on me I turn around and I make a nice little 10 second pause of me just looking at them y'all know that meme with Puff Daddy and the guy from The Voice and they're just looking at each other blinking that'd be me I don't care young old y'all can all catch these eyes back the blank up six feet apart and when they have the nerve to be up on you and coughing girl that's when I'm really like you know what and then on to is the mask a political situation listen put the mask on okay the thing about the crazy thing is I can think of maybe we talked about this before outside the podcast but so many presidents before this one whether Republican or Democrat I feel like they would have just put on the mask and let the scientists handle it, let the health expert Mm -hmm. handle it. The mask should have never been a political thing. But my question is for the Christians who have made it a, do you believe in God? Do you have faith or not thing? I have seen pastors that I respect online literally say, and I need to find the clip, or maybe not because I don't want to get sued, but (laughs) uh, the pastor saying, it is not our job, your job is not somebody else's health. And this is a pastor that I have respected and like and been under. I know, and loving your neighbors yourself. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Evie, have you seen anything or do you have any opinions about like it being political or not, or whether you have enough faith or not? Yeah, of course. So, when I think of that portion of the conversation, one of the things that always comes to mind, especially within, I guess you could say, the recent weeks was, I saw a meme going around where it says, people are upset at stores with signs that say masks only. Now imagine how it felt when it said whites only. Mm-hmm. Where it just cuts differently of just like, are you really upset or irate or hostile because people are wanting you to protect yourself and others? Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things where you're just like, you can't be serious right now. Like, I hope you know this has nothing to do with politics, but this just have what some would call in the honorable Congressman John Lewis, people who want to call just trouble, not even good trouble. They just want to cause trouble. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things. You're basically just being an indecent human being at this point, And it makes no sense to conduct yourself in this manner. I get it, though. For some, right, they get all of their talking points. They get their behavior, their antics, their wordplay. Yeah from one of the highest positions in all of the land. (laughs) And when that's your leader, who shall remain nameless, then I just shrug my shoulders and say, I get it, I get it. I don't agree with it, but I get it. But have you guys picked up on this real fear that people have? And maybe just being black in America, I've had other issues to worry about, so I haven't been afraid of like the government taking over and doing all this shady business because I'd be like, oh, they've been on that. But these, some of these people who are like so terrified and just so anti-mask are like, this is step one in the government taking all of our rights. Next is going to be this. Next is going to be this. Do you guys, have you, do you I know people like that? Fear. Or 
Do you think it's legitimate? I, mean, I think there are people who have those type of fears. Not I've never heard as them going as far as well. They feel like the mask is number one step. I felt like the their feel like their guns were number one step. But this mask, I'm like, come on, put the mask on. I saw a um, video with the woman who tried to uh, light her boyfriend's ex boyfriend yeah, car on fire. And I saw this comedian talking about how the only part of her that wasn't burned was the part she had the mask on. Okay? Her, her lower half of her face was clear and the rest was burnt. So if the mask can protect you from an explosion, put the mask on, okay? It can help you with this COVID. Listen, people are really, really tripping over the mask. So, okay, a little inconvenience or just stay home then. But they're also arguing that it is something that is harmful for your health because you're breathing in the CO2 and not the oxygen. And da, da, da. So you want the I... CO2 or the COVID? <laughs> Which one do you want? The CO2. Exactly. <laughs> do you want the CO2 or do you want the COVID? I saw something great. You... It was a surgeon. It's like, if I can wear a mask for 12 hours during surgery, I think you'll be fine going to the store. Okay. And then they so have true. the... Um, the guys who, they had the, this, I saw this one meme with the guy. He was like in his little camouflage and he's in the woods, you know, hunting and he got the full mask and the whole thing. He's like, you can sit out in the woods for however umpteen minute hours with your mask and all this stuff on, but you can't go to the grocery store with your mask on. Come on, people. If you don't want to go, go. If you don't want to. Busy, Y'all, okay? we, we told Evie from the top. I just want to put that in there. We told him that. Listen, this man is booked and busy. He got alarms. He got things and places to be. I would like to, and you guys know me. I'm always, not that I don't have my own opinions. I definitely do, but I love to hear where people are coming from to try to gain an understanding. So when I talk to people who are like anti-mask, they're for me, and no disrespect to my friends who are listening who are anti-mask. You know I love you. I won't say your name. But like, they're, what is this fear it seems to me, because they say we have the fear, right? They're saying we're acting in fear. The government is instilling fear in us by making us wear these masks. And I'm like, what is your fear for wearing it? I do think one of the challenges, right, or issues have been that people don't take time to dissect the information that they mm. receive from professionals. So if we all go back when, like, well, August now, right? So if we go back to March when a lot of these conversations with COVID started as far as don't wear your mask, wear a mask. It began with, hey, if you're not, in a sense, essential, whatever that means, mm -hmm. which is, I think, is also degrading and disrespectful. Mm -hmm. I wasn't essential. But when you have some people, and it's, I, I get it, the medical professionals, those first responders, all of those individuals, like, hey, don't go buy up all the masks from the stores because there's people who truly mm -hmm. need them. Mm -hmm. So what some people receive in that moment is, I, as an individual, don't need to wear a mask. But then as more studies come out, as more reviews, more journalism on the topic of COVID-19 or this pandemic. It's like, no, it's actually essential for everyone to be wearing them because they not only protect you, but they also protect the other people. The funny mm -hmm. thing at times is the people who tell you like, hey, where well, if you're wearing a mask, I don't need to wear one. And it's just like, no, that's not how it works. But then you hear, <laughs> I've seen memes of like, if I'm wearing my seatbelt, you don't have to wear yours type of deal. Or yeah. if I'm drunk driving, then you don't have to worry about it because yeah. you're not. And so that's when you get down those little rabbit holes of like, we're just looking at little things, like just wear the mask. Right. And others, they do have a strong fear of government overreach, where it's a real thing, where it's just like, no, the government can't tell me how to live my life. They're already taking taxes out of, like, who's FICA? And why does FICA get money out of my check every week? 
you know, or those random things of like, well, you got to pay your taxes. So I think that's one of the challenges that people have with just information that was received and how they dissect that information. Here's my public service announcement. Put on the mask, okay? Or stay home. Then you don't got to wear the mask. But if you out in the public, do us all a favor and put on the mask. While you got your mask on, or if you're not, if you're at home, I've got a question for you. How has this pandemic been on your relationships? Listen, some people have been struggling. The numbers were saying the divorce rates was going up. Really? Yes. But I wonder how you're getting divorced in a pandemic. Where did you go? Girl, you put your mask on. You can go to the courthouse. She said, listen, if I'm out here with the mask, you know it's real. Really over. I mean, that's not funny. I mean, it's not funny that I'm just saying, but part of it is like, unaddressed issues and now you stuck them in the house and ain't got nowhere to go and you got to look at you or look at them and and one of y'all or maybe the both of y'all is like oh you know mm, i can deal with this when i can go to work or go to the gym or hang out with my friends but now i'm just sitting here looking at you all day i don't know if i can can keep this up i'll say for my relationship it has been the total opposite effect because for work i'm usually traveling and i'm not home that much like for example Usually for work, I would be gone all summer, six weeks, not in the same city, like two and a half mm-hmm. hours away. He has a different job. We might see each other two weekends out of the whole summer. Y'all, it's my first year of marriage. We've just been home. We've been blissful. Still haven't decorated anything, but, you know, I'll get on it. Like, it has been really great to just be able to settle with each other. We were lazy together. We both gained 10 pounds together. One day in the pandemic, we both, every night we had a routine. We'd come home when I was still going to work, come home or he would come home. We'd watch The Walking Dead because we both never watched it. So we watched all the way through and we both had like three chocolate chip cookies each, fresh baked. And then we looked at each other and we were like, uh, <laughs> we getting bigger than butterball over here. We got to slow down. So then we did Whole30 together and then, you know, we lost it. But it has been awesome. What about you, Evie? What's been going on for you guys? Oh, it's been definitely, definitely great for us. And I think Sharika alluded to it a little bit as far as one of the challenges last month. I know many of you probably heard the conversations. If you didn't, I would say maybe go watch it or maybe not. But a lot of people had entanglements that they were. (laughs) (laughs) Not entanglements during the pandemic. (laughs) They had entanglements. That's why the divorce rate high. But they they weren't aware of those entanglements that their significant other had. Until the pandemic. Until the pandemic. So they were like, oh, so you got a whole other thing going on. And they had no clue that it even existed. Let's do a hypothetical. How did you find out? So now we're all stuck at home and what? Maybe he or she made that call. Okay, I was about to say, they, they probably over there making secret calls. And you're like, why are you always running to the closet? What is going on that is so interesting in that closet that you always got to be on your phone? Or, you know, that pandemic boo, it can't pull up like they used to. And they knocked on the door at the wrong time and somebody else answered. I don't know. I don't know about, I don't know that life. That ain't my yeah, story. That ain't my life. That I feel like it just brought out whatever was there, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So if your relationship was on it, it brought that out. If it wasn't, there's just no escaping. Everything was brought to the mm-hmm. surface. Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. But for us, it's, it's been good. We've been doing a lot of just conversing more. We're similar mm-hmm. to you. We haven't necessarily decorated. Like, we literally have not one wedding picture up. Thank you. I'm glad I'm not like, spent a lot of money on these pictures <laughs> just to sit on the U.S. See, what we're doing now, you guys, we're getting the vibes of our homes. Once we get the full vibe, then we can figure out, you know, where we want to put stuff. But you can't just go throwing stuff up. Before you kill the five. <laughs> <laughs> he said, but y'all been married for four years. He said, if it ain't in use, we don't need it. So put it up if you want it. If you don't, you won't see it much longer. The pandemic has 
it's been kind of good for us. I mean, like my husband has worked the whole time, so in that way, that his little schedule has been pretty normal. I, it has not put any extra stress, I feel like, on us, and it's been good. How has your relationship with yourself been during the pandemic? Because let me tell you, that has been my rockiest part of this pandemic. I had to look at myself a couple times and be like, really, you? You? It's you? Yeah, you. You have all this extra time to think, and then all these feelings coming up, and you're like, wait, that's an issue for me? So I had more of a rocky relationship with myself during this pandemic. I had to question a few things. I'm like, okay. That whole non-essential essential thing hit me a little harder than I expected. I'm like, oh, I ain't essential? Listen, it was a whole lot. So some people have been struggling with themselves. And um, the, I've heard well, online therapy has gone up during this pandemic. Because when you ain't got nothing to do, them little thoughts and things that you push down and things you ain't want to deal with, all of a sudden start popping up to the surface because you ain't got nothing to distract yourself. So I'm totally team therapy. Was too lazy to pursue it. But in my <laughs> mind, I was like, yes. <laughs> I think for me, I'm an introvert. So I thrived a lot during the pandemic, just having that time that, mm. that you talked about, being able to just sit and be with myself. You know, mm -hmm. my husband's a total uh, gamer. So when he goes and has his time in the video game room and I can just be with myself and just reflect over it, because a lot's been going on, right? I had graduate school. I had a wedding. There's changes at work. There's a lot going on. And really, I don't have a lot of time to process. I'm just usually going with the flow, and yeah. the flow is like a rapid river. So for me, it was nice to kind of go into the stream mode and let everything wash over me. I would say the relationship with myself has been somewhat solid. And I say somewhat because there's been, of course, like everybody else, I think, some good days and some bad days where I've been able to have time to self-assess things in my life, future goals, future ambitions, future things that I've written down. Um, I went back to my notes section on my phone and I put goals 2020. And it's some stuff that just can't happen simply mm -hmm. because of COVID. Right. Um, and then it's other things that it's been, hey, this is very, very good. Like, this is happening. And I wasn't even, like, forcing the issue on this task or this goal. And it just naturally have, I guess you could say, occurred because of this pandemic. And just this amount of, I say, free time that I've had mm -hmm. to be able to connect with other people. Even though I, I feel at times I'm zoomed out, but to be able to holler at people through Zoom that I haven't been able to keep in contact with on a regular basis that I would have liked to. So I would say what myself, the relationship has been good. Um, I did a, few, a post a few months ago. Gosh, it's crazy to say that because we've been in this that long. On Facebook about how, you know, there's been a lot of crappy things and a lot of sad things with this pandemic. So I did a little top five of positive, happy things that have happened or been going on through the pandemic. So I just wanted to run that really quick. Number one for me was um, on Instagram. This Instagram live thing has just taken on a whole new life. Uh, one of the things that I loved on the on Instagram live that happened during this pandemic was I used to love the show Roswell. Not the new one that's on, but the old one. Well, two of my favorite characters on that show did an Instagram live like a couple times throughout the pandemic where they live watched an episode and gave little insights and behind the scenes. And it was so much fun. I love that. Another thing that happened during the pandemic that I love that also happened on Instagram live were these versus battles. They were everything. The Kirk Franklin, Fred Hammond one. That was, that was so good. So good. Yes, it Oh, did. my goodness. And there were some fun ones, too. So if you haven't gotten 
on that. They are on YouTube now, so if you want to catch up on a few of those. Also, like Evie said, I have done some Zoom parties or house parties with my family and just being able to connect with family that, you know, even though I wouldn't be normally seeing a lot of my extended family anyway during this time, but I don't know, I guess because everybody has time, we made more of an effort. So I've enjoyed doing Zooms and house party with my family. And we have church online, which have has been interesting, but also fun. And one of my favorite things about church online has been being in the comments and being Four able comments. to just, okay, <laughs> talking with uh, Sabrina, E.B., Judith, all the good people on the comments. Listen, my dad does not live in the state I live in, but he'd be at church with me every Sunday and faithful in them comments. So that has been fun. And my last thing has been Sunday Night Insights with Dr. Mm. Marion Platt. Like Listen, on Facebook, y'all. It's on Facebook. Get into it. I'll, I'll let you get into it. If you haven't gotten into it, go back and go on to Dr. Marion Platt's Facebook. You will be thoroughly blessed. Those are my top five. Y'all got a top five? I do have a top five. Uh, the first would be, and we just talked about it, but the extra time with husband Doug, we're home together at last because I wasn't traveling. And his job was pretty dope. They got like a good two or three weeks where they just got to be home paid. Mm -hmm. They just alternated weeks, so they split their team in two. So he would be, I was at home working, he would be at home living his best of life, and I love to see him happy, so that was great. Uh, two was getting back to my pre-graduate school fitness routine and healthy lifestyle, thanks to Sharika. She would challenge me, and we would walk together during the, uh, sure not together, like apart, virtually. <laughs> virtually, we would walk together. Uh, Leslie Samson, is that her yeah. name? You guys, look up her videos on YouTube. It's free, and it's great exercise. Number three, Sabbathing. Sabbathing. That sounds so weird, though. It's a it does, but, but it's, it's a thing. It is definitely a thing, and I talked about it at the beginning. I was like, this is like a forced Sabbath. Can we just rest? And I would say that at work a lot, because like EP said, they were cracking the whip. Uh, oh, I shouldn't make that joke. I apologize. Um, <laughs> sorry. I have nervous laughter. I laughed at my grandmother's when we were playing her funeral, and I definitely got popped. But it wasn't because I thought it was funny. I just, that's my uh, nervous tick. Anyway... Number three, but truly like really resting in the Lord and being like, you know, there's a reason this is commandment. This is a commandment, mm -hmm. right? And we talk about like, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal. What about rest? Can we be as hype about, keep that same energy for the rest? So that was definitely one for me. Number four, um, to being live in the comment sections. Like Sharika said, all the comments, I did not care. Oh, it's church, comments. Oh, it's live, comments. Oh, it's a versus, comments. I don't even got a Twitter, but I was in those comments because it was just great to just connect that way, be lazy on my counts and just be in the comments and then I want to say shout out to Tampa Revives Women's Conference it was a conference that I was a part of at the beginning of the pandemic they did most of it virtually but I uh, was a special guest I got to dance in one of the meetings and just be a part and so it was really really good I would say that my top five one is of course um, spending time with my lovely bride we work in a sense for the same place but not at the same location and sometimes she has like two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different jobs. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's limited as far as um, us seeing each other, as far as just being at home at night together. But the pandemic has helped us to spend time together where we have a lot of conversations, watching TV together, meal prepping, just doing things together. And it's been very, very helpful during this time. 
other one, of course, is connecting with God. I feel like God was telling us to just force rest or take the Sabbath. Um, and it's just been digging deeper into his word with friends and family. And then every Thursday, it's a group of just young people who get together. Sometimes it's four of us. Other times it's 40 of us. just depends right. on the Thursday. But we dig deeper into God's word together. Another thing that has been helpful is listening. Like listening to God, listening to sermons, listening to podcasts, listening to just people share their life and their stories and audiobooks. But I'll get to the audiobook that you need to listen to later during the We Recommend section. Another one, just connecting with friends and family. It's nothing better than family mm -hmm. for me. And sometimes it's friends who become family. But yeah. just connecting with people who love you and who you love as well. And then the last one is The Last Dance. It just highlights yeah. the story of one of the greatest athletes of all time. And I would say the greatest basketball player ever. Or I would say the greatest of all time. Because he's simply the GOAT. And it just follows the Chicago Bulls journey. And mainly Michael Jordan and all of his competitive nature, habits, antics, etc. Well, I'm not into sports that much, but I do know the name Michael Jordan, so I'm not going to refute your uh, your claims that he's the best. I know that's a lot of people's feelings. And I know I did say that was going to be the last thing, but for real, this is the last thing about the pandemic um, and COVID and all that. I want to say rest in peace to all the people who have lost their lives during mm -hmm. this pandemic, and God bless every family member who has lost a loved one or who themselves who have suffered with COVID. It is a real, real thing out here. And God, um, just be with these people who have been just suffering and dealing with these really tough times. So that's the last thing I want to say about that. So what happened back in the day, Sabrina? Well, there's a lot of uh, talk this year, especially about independence and freedom and what day we need to celebrate and all that. Y'all know what day I'm on. It's not in the month of July, but we can talk about that next uh, next podcast. <laughs> I just want to tell all of you guys who are like, don't take away our July 4th. Guess what? July 4th is not even the real American Independence Day. It's actually July 2nd, because this is when the Congress in Philadelphia actually voted to approve a resolution of independence. July 4th is when the Congress adopted the official declaration but most people didn't even sign that until August. So mm. there you go. So off the 4th, on to the 19th. You no, know, I'm still cooking out on the 4th. Well, but. listen. Okay, so I know a lot of people that like, you off the 4th. Those hot dogs, those uh, pickies in the blanket. Me and Doug got on that this year. We know how to make them real I good. Saw your, I saw your little uh, yes. snack about that. So, I mean, because a cookout is a cookout. You know, every year growing up, my mom, we would cook out on the 4th, and every 4th she'd be like, y'all know this is not real, our, our real Independence Day. <laughs> Meanwhile, turning the ribs over. <laughs> I'm like, girl, if it's not, why are we out here? So she was always on Juneteenth, but yeah. I haven't really, I mean, I appreciate any time to celebrate, okay? Amen. I am, I made an apple pie from scratch. You did. The weekend of July 4th. And I was right at my house by myself. Well, I wasn't by myself. My husband was there. I, was so, I, mean, I mean, I was saying we didn't like do a celebration. And that wasn't anti-4th. It just literally... We, in the we was in a pandemic, okay? Right. It wasn't nowhere for me to go and nothing for me to do. I didn't really make the pie for 4th of July. I really just made the pie because I was getting ready to start keto, and I wanted to go out <laughs> with a bang for real. So the fireworks wasn't just going to do it for me. I needed the pie. So I made a pie from scratch. So that's how I celebrated my 4th. But I was about that Juneteenth life. Evie, was you out there on the 4th? 
Nah, I was at the crib. <laughs> I was definitely at the crib. I didn't want to take no chances. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons I didn't want to take no chances, not because of, I guess you could say, dismembering myself from society when it comes to that day, but it's just better to be inside people. <laughs> so stay home, wear your mask, all that good yeah, stuff. Stay safe. It's like, yeah. Because of being just a, a black male in this country at times, it's some days that you just avoid people at all costs. Some people probably would have saw me outside in the streets and would have thought I was on something else that day. Mm -hmm. I could have worn my red, white, and blue, and people would have just been looking at me funny. And yeah. I just avoid that. I just stay home. Yeah, me, yeah. the wifey, I think we even ordered in that day, and we were skeptical about the food coming. Like, oh, what was just saying? Oh, maybe we should have to pick up our <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not like, it's not that bad in these streets. I will yeah. say, uh, what's the opposite of a shout out? We got to figure out the opposite of a shout out. Because, you know, to all those people in my neighborhood who are putting the fireworks off until the wee hours in the morning, yeah, okay? <laughs> Not cool. You had your moment. Nine o'clock, cool. But then after that, I kept waking up thinking like, ah, what? Like, like, okay, okay. 9.30, 10 o'clock, okay, for I'll sure. I'll give them 11, but okay. three, Sharika, four, it's, a, it's not even the fourth anymore. <laughs> Letting them off on the fifth. Yes. The fifth. In my neighborhood, it was like a whole week later. Right. Now, what? It, was, like, it had to be a week later. They said, we ain't wasting these fireworks. We need like, every last one. We got next year. We got January 1st. Like, we got other days that we can be doing it. Yeah. Like, save it. I know. And then I'm not a pet lover. I, I'm not a pet owner. I'll say that. I like them from afar. But I know them little poor people with them dogs. Like, my dogs wasn't about this firework life. Be considerate and courteous of your neighbors. Cut the fireworks off at a good, at a decent hour. Definitely. All right, E.B., you got anything to expound upon this day? I do have something to expound on today. And I might need you guys' help on taking a guess on what I am expounding on. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. I'm nervous. So... Over, over the centuries, this role has evolved. For some people, they're basically just a host of probably one of the most notable houses in all of the land. This person organizes, attends official ceremonies, functions with or without one of the most important people in the world. They don't even have an actual title, per se, or a job. But they do provide informal advice, advocating for particular policies, and undertaking a host of symbolic, I guess you can say, functions. They have their own staff and their own office. What do you guys think I'm expounding on? Someone in the government. Someone in the government. I was going to say some type of advisor. I don't listen. There we go. I just expounded on the role of the first lady okay oh so they don't have a specific or a direct role in the presidential administration mm -hmm. which is i feel ridiculous mm -hmm. because you're basically telling me that me and my spouse can be married and we're one but you're not going to give me a direct role which is likely because of being a woman and we know how mm -hmm. the world treats our lovely ladies in this country and even around the world but I would encourage you guys to, to go and just see the different things that our first ladies have done throughout the years. From the current one that we have in Melania, who's trying to Be prevent. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, y'all saw she, she was trending. She said, uh, this rose garden is not looking cute during the pandemic. So that's what I'm going to be on. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> you. Get back on. 
she was locked in on that rose garden. She is. Um, and when school was in session physically, she was locked in on um, anti-bullying movement. And of course, I know we all remember the wonderful and beautiful and educated next level oh, first next lady, level. Michelle <laughs> Obama, as she provided us with all types of things. But I'll dig mm. deeper into her a little later. Wow. I'm stuck on... Somebody needs to print that naked picture of her and just put oh, be oh, best. Be best. She to hand them out to Listen. all the kids in the school. Don't be ashamed, kids. You came to the earth naked and naked you leave. Listen. You know, I really don't want to come for her because she really just minds her own. But when I yeah. think of what, how EB described Michelle, right? Who is classy and educated and in so many ways inspired a nation, no matter what side of the political, mm-hmm. you know, rope you're on. And then I think of Melania and the cute outfits. I'm just like, girl. I'm, I, listen, I feel bad for the sis, okay? I do. She's fine. I mean, the problem is she may not be, she's not, I'm not going to say she's problematic because she yeah. isn't, but when you're talking about anti-bullying and your husband's is out here calling bullying? NFL players sons of B-words, I haven't forgotten. Maybe that's why that's her thing. <laughs> so, you talk about, to tell you know her what we talked about in the pandemic, right? As far as the divorce rates being high. Okay, the escape rates. We don't know what that house is like. Just think about it. Even when they first got in there, she was just like, I'm not living here. I'm just going to live in our house in New York. Okay. So there's probably all types of issues. So really, same thing we talked about to Kanye last week. Oh, I do want to go back from the Kanye thing. And I I know I made a comment last week about, you know, he can't use mental illness as an excuse. But, you know, he can in the way, in the fact that he does have a mental Mm -hmm. illness that does cause these things. But also, when you know that, I think you do have a responsibility to take your medication to see your doctors. I felt like I probably came off a little harsh and insensitive. And I don't want it to be that um, because I know he's going through it. But also, like, be responsible, Kanye. And I think that's part of the mental illness part. You know, it's just hard to do your best to be where you're supposed to be because you think you're well and you're really not. And so... Yeah, we gotta keep keep those who are struggling in, their, in our prayers. Like, it's it's it ain't easy out here. It ain't easy, it's and, I, and as ooh, I don't know if it's easy for Melania either. So I'll, I'm gonna keep sis uh, uplifted. I'm not gonna prayer. be praying for her, but I I'm glad that and you know I'm not I'm not even gonna front and pretend like I am. I got a lot of people on the list. She didn't make it, but I'm glad that you're gonna um be praying for her. I, am pray I do for pray her. for the president though. You know, I pray mm-hmm. that the Lord gives him wisdom all the time and the Lord's will would be done. But speaking of Kanye, let's just hop right into the we recommend let's section because you know these two people, as much as we want to like divide them in history, we just can't. Kanye, Taylor, let's go straight into my recommend folklore you guys such a swifty and when i found that she was dropping that album and i'm a woman who goes to bed at nine if i can when i tell y'all i took a nap i woke up i was determined to listen to that album right at midnight didn't do it i did take a nap i did wake up i listened to a couple of songs well really one song and then i woke up in the morning like (gasps) (laughs) the rest of the album but it is so good it's so chill it's all the vibe it reminds me of autumn which is my favorite season Mm -hmm. right and cinnamon and just 
sitting by the window and it's raining. You guys, this is how good it is. I put on YouTube rain, like the rain sounds for two hours. And then I went on Apple Music and streamed her album. So I could have the vibes because it wasn't raining outside. And I really do recommend that album. I know Evie had some things to say about, and I didn't know Kanye was dropping an album too. Evidently there's maybe some beef that he was supposed to drop his and then she, she pulled a Beyonce and dropped She's hers. Pulling the Beyonce. <laughs> and her little performance when she tried to do a little marching band thing. Girl, that was not, that was no comparison. I'm just saying she, oh, I'm not saying she was compared to Beyonce. Oh. <laughs> I said she's always trying to pull a Beyonce. Mm, there's only one Beyonce now. They're not, for me, they're not even in the, Taylor Swift is like my feel good thing, but Beyonce's on a whole nother level. When I see Beyonce in concert, I, the first time I saw her, I was with one of my best friends, Patrick. And when I left, you can ask him, I was crying and I was like, we need to pray for Beyonce. And I was so serious because I was like, anybody who brings that level of greatness in the world, you know, the enemy's going to try to attack. I legit felt like I, you know, I heard she had a church. I felt like I had been like, like become a member of her church after seeing her. She is incredible. And when I tell you she brings it, I've also seen T Taylor. I won't speak on that right now. I'm just going to speak on the fact that folklore it is a great album so that's my recommend what you got i would say her album definitely like was trending all over twitter well, i think even right now she's like top 10 on the u.s charts as far as everything on spotify as far as the most streams and she's killing it and it talked about like what sabrina just alluded to as far as her pulling a beyonce and just hitting us with a surprise album and like people are talking about folklore did I say that right? Yeah. Okay, so people definitely are talking about it. And of course, like always, you got some people who love it and some people not so much. <laughs> um, today, for me, as far as the we recommend, I'm going to talk to you guys about an amazing lawyer and author who is exceptional. She graduated from Princeton University and the Harvard Law School. She was also mm. a associate of Dean of Student Services at the University of Chicago. She was a person who did a lot of stuff at the University of Chicago Medical Center. And she also has an amazing husband and two beautiful daughters. Some of the things she has advocated for within her short, um, and I say short life so far, is poverty awareness, education, nutrition, mm -hmm. physical activity, and healthy eating. She also supports American designers and what's considered a fashion icon mm -hmm. so this week on the kickback i recommend the one and the only michelle obama let me take it back michelle lavon robinson and i will tell y'all some stuff that maybe i love y'all listeners but you might not know one i would say definitely go listen or go read her book becoming Mm -hmm. Me and my wife had a chance to go see her in person, and we watched her, in a sense, wow. do her thing during her Becoming I've... book tour. She also has a great Netflix series on her Becoming tour, and it was just so interesting for me and my wife to watch this together and say, we were there. Like, we, yeah. we watched this happen. We heard those same stories in person. Wow. Also, it's actually interesting that around the same time that we have just launched this podcast, mm -hmm. that Michelle that. Obama has launched her yep. own podcast, and she has an enormous list of phenomenal guests lined up for the people, starting with her husband. So it's just going to be great. So that's some things. Check out her book, check out her Netflix, and check out the Michelle Obama podcast. That's what I'm recommending today. So for me, I'm going to throw back to my 
um, invite and recommend to y'all. Get on this Kevlon stage, okay? <laughs> That's my friend. Him and his wife, Melissa, are going to be my real friends in real life. Okay, one day I will call back to this episode when I said that. But, yeah, go to Kevlon stage on YouTube. He has podcasts on Apple and all the streaming, whatever you go and find podcasts. But, yeah, Kev on stage, check him out. He has something for you. I don't know what content you're into, but whatever it is, he got something for you. So go check out Kevin on stage. That's what I'm recommended for today. There you have it. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Be be best, okay? Oh, man. <laughs> be best. We can't, be best. we can't end I'm, with I'm, be I'm best. A, I'm going to end with this. When they go low. Yes. Amen, okay? You go, go high. Amen.